0: If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go: Mind Pump. Mind Pump with your hosts Sal De Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. Hey, so I, uh, you know, I've obviously because everything that's going on with me this last week and stuff, I've been a little behind on our social media and stuff. I got on there the other day and I saw uh, the guy that you lit up that made the comment about Jason, uh, Jason Allen Scott, well, yeah, Jason. Yeah, we should yeah. be. We should what, be. What so? Tell you, fill me, fill me in on well, where did that, where did that come, come from. He just of so nowhere just started talking shit or what? Yeah, so this guy, shit. Yeah,
1: he started off by saying, uh, you know, you have to be pretty dim. So in other words, you have to be pretty stupid to think that what he's saying is true. And then he starts picking apart, right. you know, of his
2: own experience being so knowledgeable with the tech industry and like starting a company. It's like, oh fuck yourself.
1: Guess what? Like
2: my company, you can't find it anywhere. There's no website. There's no nothing. But I exist. Yeah, right. You know what I'm saying? Like, and you're trying to say that he's not creating this and all. And you're you're so like go oh, fuck yourself. Yeah,
1: here's a, that's that, that's actually what I said to him. Yeah. Here's here's the deal. Uh, if we have a guest on our show, um, we like them. We will defend them. We like them. We will, and we've got their back. Yeah. yeah. Number one. Number two. I can't fuck. We can't fucking vouch. I don't. People are gonna tell me stuff about themselves. I'm not going to freak. Out. I can't go you know check on it. Now if someone's giving fitness advice. I don't even know people, if you're
0: lying, bro. How right. the time I got to check you, you know. What I'm exactly. Yeah. Like now the fuck we supposed to know like this Exactly. Uh, but on, you bro.
1: know if but if people are giving me fitness advice and stuff like that then of course we're going to correct, you know, incorrect you know uh, information. But if someone's talking about themselves then whatever. If they're entertaining, we like what they're saying and it's awesome. Great. Jason Allen Scott is a fucking great guy. He's got great stories. The dude is entertaining as hell. He's, awesome. he's got his own podcast which is now doing pretty well um so whatever so this guy gets on there and acts like an asshole so i basically said that and then i told him to go fuck himself <laughs> Yeah, that's literally what
2: he said that uh, yeah. verbatim
1: yeah. That's awesome. And I'm not one to say that, Yeah, usually. Well, oh. it's
0: it's so funny how everybody all of a sudden <laughs> decides to become these critics, you know? Like, get the fuck out of here, bro. Come on. Yeah. Are you serious? I like, we're going to- Just just be like, yeah, that was entertaining. And, it, and you know, it's it, it, there are guests. Exactly what it sounds There are guests. There, like, are, guests. They're, uh, there, are, there guests. are guests. There <laughs> are guests. There are guests. We will I don't, not molest. Yeah, exactly. We're yeah. not going to bring them on the show and molest them right here on yeah. air, you know what I'm saying, regardless right? of what they say or not, you know. And I think like Sal said, I think, uh, and we've had guests, we've had guests that we've had come on the show that we of, uh different uh philosophies as far as like our beliefs and things like that doesn't mean that we're going to put them on the show and you know it's not a, to me i don't find it it's not fair you're not going to put any i don't care how smart the dude is without that you put the three of us on on one person it's not gonna very it's not even a fair fight we no. wouldn't even do that why would we do that you know it's not no fair. No. Well, yeah, we we
2: try and listen to them, you know, instead of just sit there and like make this into like a a, a battle a debate. You yeah, know? right. It's like, Who's right I or wrong. I don't know unless we we structure it that way. I mean,
0: maybe down the road we may have a guest well, that's
2: controversial, and we're gonna hype it up as such, though. You know,
0: like, right, right, know think, ahead of time. Yeah, we would set that up for sure. Well, I mean, we've kind of tried that. We've failed. Well, know? that's nobody. Just it, yeah. we can, yeah, I know. We're trying to get CrossFit. <laughs> we've been trying to get a, a CrossFit buddies oh. of, of ours to come on for quite some time, but you know, they're all. All intimidated to do that, and we've even yeah. trying to like, hey, no, no we're not going to get after yeah, you. We we'd just be talk, super,
1: you know, kosher. I want and Ronnie. Nice and- I want Ronnie to come on.
0: I don't. Yeah. I want
1: Ronnie to come on. I don't. Why? I
0: don't. <laughs> because it's, it won't. It, uh, I'd rather have Neil come on.
1: Neil would be great, but here's why I want Ronnie. Because Ronnie's cool as hell. Ronnie will fire back at us. No, he won't. We can have a good time. We Ronnie, can have a good
0: time with him. Ronnie will lay right over. No, he won't. Yes, he <laughs> you will. You think so? <laughs> Absolutely. I'm going to have him listen to this episode. <laughs> I see. so motivated. <laughs> yeah. <with your> <laughs> show. I know my boy, <laughs> No, I don't dude. mean,
1: what I mean by fire back is like, we can we can talk shit back and forth and have a good time. I feel like Neil is going to get, it's going to get tense. He's going to get butt hurt.
0: That, which would make good radio. It, yeah, it's okay. I yeah. guess. Yeah, yeah. I guess you're right. Yeah. It, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking of the audience and the audience, like mm-hmm. the audience. He looks they, aggressive. He is. He's yeah. he real aggressive. Yeah, and he's and he's yeah, definitely yeah, he he's very, he, he, he will uh, and he's intelligent. <laughs> intelligent. He's very he's very intelligent. He is a very intelligent. And he's guy. very opinionated. So I think it would make for great radio. And he would not just because the three of us have a different view than he What's does. What's his on, last name again? Uh, Maddox.
1: Neil Maddox. Yeah. So if you guys know who he is, no, go I'm going to go light go. him up on social media. Tell him to come on Mind Pump because <laughs> he because he hasn't he hasn't come, he hasn't answered us. Yet. I, you know him and I. But were see t- the thing is, I feel like if he gets like uh like tense and aggressive. Like, you guys don't know Doug. You haven't seen Doug around aggressive people.
0: <laughs> you think he's going to chimp among Doug? the back of him? Just Doug's swimming. a
1: crazy motherfucker, and I don't, don't want to deal he's with that. He's in her chihuahua. I don't want to deal with that out. shit. He's going to
0: shiv him, bite him. He's,
1: st- <laughs> <laughs> he's got the dirty shiv that he made out of a toothbrush, and I don't want him to stab <laughs> him. In the fucking, uh, in true. the ribs. It's we in know. my pocket
2: right now. Dude, we're not trying
0: to promote violence.
2: We're just trying to have a conversation.
1: did in, blood out. Said, all right.
0: I found uh, <laughs> another another great show. Uh, I just started watching. And, and of course, I know they're so smart. It's timing. You know, we talked the other day about Netflix. And Are you timing. talking about the OJ one? Yeah, and now the OJ, bro. the OJ one's out. So
2: you start watching
0: that? Yeah, yeah. Bro, how fucked up yeah, is it? Is.
1: The first episode, you're watching it, you're like, this motherfucker got away with murder. Like, <laughs> oh, I know, dude. Bro, it's so bad.
0: Oh. You well, wrote, wrote a goddamn book afterwards how to yeah. get away with a murder. Oh my god. So that's when you're a gangster. What? You're a gangster, game. you get off of it, and you're like, I'm gonna write a book on <laughs> Well, I mean, look
1: at the situation, like, you know, divorce, right? She fucking takes him to the cleaners, then she's banging some dude, and uh, you know, he's a crazy motherfucker. Plus he's probably he played football, probably has head smash oh, right a yeah. lot. Lots
0: of head trauma. Had lots of head trauma. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. all adds up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pretty, it all adds up. Pretty crazy. Yeah. Hey, you know what uh yeah, what we do today? What? what do we do Oh, today? you know,
1: before we talk about the Qua... <gasps> before we talk about oh, the Qua... You just mentioned it. I brought I brought How home a... How dare you do that, man, bro? Listen, I brought I brought home everybody's eat. balls like that? Yeah, and then say just come right you say it. You allude to it, then we say it. And then we say it? Yeah. yeah. All
0: right, well, before,
1: we'll do that in a second, but All I brought right, home right. a snack last night. Okay. And I tried to share with my boy... Uh, my boy Adam, you know, we're hanging out watching a little OJ and uh, he wasn't interested in my snack.
0: <laughs> it's like the third time you've asked me it's if like I want him. Pack? No, he eats fucking pork rinds, dude. Ch- oh. Chicharrones. Oh. <laughs> yeah, dude. He's like, you try them. They smell, like, I, I, they I smell don't like a dirty asshole.
1: You
2: never had short chicharrones? Ugh. Huh? I mean, it reminds me of like pulling over at a truck stop and some like That's big, where I got fat them. truckers like. <laughs> yeah. Have some. Pork
0: rind. Blech. Or some pickle feet or yeah. pickle bugs. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Ooh, pig's feet. Yeah. Oh, that sounds good, too. God. Listen, no. this is what you do. You get a pork you rind. You to move to the south. You
1: get an unflavored pork rind. You're weird. And you put hot sauce on that shit. No, you don't. You or don't, you or don't do or you put lime on it, a little bit more salt, because they you, you can never have too much salt on pork rind. Or. And then eat that son of a bitch. Or
0: you just eat mm. normal. Huh? Or you just eat Why normal? is that not normal? <laughs> it's not. Four Why lines? is that not normal? It's gross. That's normal, dude. That is That's not. That's perfectly normal. That is not.
1: It's fucking better than your uh, peanut butter banana crazy shit shake that you have at night oh, that's amazing mm.
0: dude yeah yeah let's tell everybody what that is compared to your what do you guys it's want like some? the loco monkey yeah right? is that what it's called? yeah, yeah. yeah. No. i make i make my own little uh peanut butter peanut butter away and banana uh shake at night man that's in like a little bit of cocoa in there and it's awesome chocolate peanut butter and i don't know that sounds kind of normal yeah I mean, <laughs> it sounds pretty bomb is what it sounds like i don't like. know yeah. Sounds
1: sounds like a pussy thing to have. Pork rinds.
0: Pork rinds if you're a man. Fried up animal skin. you're a trucker. Mm. You were hoping Justin was going to jump on board with yeah. you on those. No, I, I, I knew not, he wouldn't. Uh, Sorry, work. bro.
1: Only one of us in the room has the cojones to eat <laughs> that. <laughs> cojones. <laughs> cojones for chicharrones. Oh, well, I got the huevos. Huevos. <laughs> so. uh, in Spanish, Justin. Yes. What are we doing next? We are. Gotta... <laughs> <laughs> I don't <laughs>
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> damn it <laughs> it's
1: time Let's for just move, on. Let's yeah. just move on uh, yeah. Fire your pistolas it's I time know. for the la quaix <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. we could say that because Adam's Mexican <laughs> I, know. Yeah. I, felt yeah, right. I felt too <laughs> uncomfortable <laughs> to do
2: that sorry guys all right our first uh, question is from Zach Harding how do you know when you found the perfect form for deadlifts and squats?
1: Uh, oh, okay. Mm. When you're able to deadlift five, six hundred pounds, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. For me, uh, it feels like uh, it just feels effortless. Like I get in the you know if I'm squatting, bars on my back, I get in the hole and I drive through, and the only thing I have to think about is driving with my legs. I don't have to think about balance. I don't have to think about ooh, you know my my hip feels funny, my foot position. It's just I go in the hole and come up, and it just feels I feel like I'm in the groove uh, with the squat um with the deadlift same exact thing i feel tight i feel braced and i just come up for me the deadlift feels that's easy it's easy for me to feel like i'm in good form with the deadlift the squat tends to be a pain in the ass although i will say since uh taking master trainer adam schaefer's advice um, I my squats feel a lot better now that I do the the uh, the dynamic. He's good function. at pointing
2: things out in squats. I've known I've he didn't
1: point that. my form out. It was just the, It was the. It was the functional dynamic warmup. You know, I, I'm literally oh, doing I that video that we posted on the forum of you yeah, doing yeah, all yeah, that yeah. stuff. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. Literally, that exact yeah, thing. You well, you
2: need to open up,
1: huh?
0: I, you know, I, I talked. A, I think we, we just I, like a verge I, I think we talked a little bit about this uh, just recently in one of our episodes, but you know, squatting for me was um. I mean, this has been my nemesis for a long time and I've always known the importance of it, but honestly, uh, you know, for a guy who was, you know, like I said before, I was training, you know, I was training legs once a week and uh, get after him with a long hour, hour and a half workout. And I'd always try and incorporate squats and whatever I did, you know, something bothered me. My knees bothered me. My my low back was the big one. It was my low back was bothering me more than anything else. But I was there was always something. It was they were never felt comfortable. And I in in my head, I was trying them a lot because I would incorporate them every, like every other leg workout. And I was training legs. But now, I mean, I train. I I squat two to three times a week every single week now, and I've done that now for a year. And I have to honestly say, it's taking all. It's taken almost a year of two to three times per week religiously for me to finally feel like That's a great point. That I have truly I'm truly I can get under there, get my dynamic warm-up, get under that squat. Constant, and,
2: constant pattern. Yeah,
0: and I and now I feel like it's it's fine. It, it was just maybe um God, just maybe like a month or two ago uh, I had I had kind of had felt that feeling already, and then I had kind of regressed a little bit, and I had to go back and reassess my squat mm-hmm. and tweak a couple of things. You know, it's it's such a it's such a um, major movement, and it's I don't know. Justin said it the uh, one time when we we're talking about uh, that. It's not like. It's not like any other lift, you know, it's almost like learning a sport, you know, it's like learning something else. It's other. a skill. Let's be I mean, honest. It it's is. a skill. That's what, he said it was a skill, you know, and it and it really is. And it's taken me uh a, a long time. And and you'll know, you'll know when you, you trust me, you know when uh, it's there because you you no longer have to really think about it. You know, mm-hmm. you no longer have to like look down at your feet and see your stance. You no longer have to think, okay, drop my hips back and am I coming too forward, not enough. You won't think about it anymore. Your body will naturally kind of go into that pattern. But it takes. Time. Mm-hmm. And it took me a lot, a lot, a lot of practice and tweaking and playing with my checking sti- your ego, putting
2: it out yeah. there, dropping the load, you know, making yes. sure yeah, you you have that like tension from the beginning and then you're going down into the squat. You're protected, you're supported, and, you know, it feels uh, feels like uh, you know you're in, in a low enough position where you got depth, like all these things matter, and then also just being able to grind out of that depth, like and, and get get good uh, force and, and power out of that. I, I like
1: watching uh, Justin squat uh, for two reasons. Number one, <laughs> he's sexy. No, but number two, uh, <laughs> the, the real reason I like to watch him is you can tell um, it's uh, he's in the groove. You know when you watch him squat, he drops in and comes up. When you watch me and Adam squat, you can tell that we're both. Constantly looking for that groove and working for it and feeling it. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be lifts that are like that for you. And I have, yeah. I, I would say, I don't know. Have you guys found That's this trend comes natural to you? Too. Uh, well, I was just going to yeah. say, have you guys noticed this trend that people who find squats totally natural tend to find deadlifts more challenging, think, and vice versa?
2: I think yeah, I've I've noticed that too. And, and obviously, I'm the perfect example of that. Like I I watch you guys deadlift, and it's like <laughs> it's like you know super fluid and everything's all uh you know aligned in in the way that you want it and uh for me it's just like every single rep is just this grind and and i'm really trying to improve and it's just not it's not a it's not a natural fit for me so it's interesting
1: yeah because uh i've noticed that with a lot of people like um our buddy uh our buddy joe he's a freaking excellent squatter and he you know deadlifts for him is he's he's commenting he's strong as shit regardless but He's commented that deadlifts are something he has he has to kind of focus on and you know, mm-hmm. practice.
0: And Craig is the same way too. Craig is the
1: same way, and he's a badass squatter also. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm thinking now if we think about the mm, hips, they're all
2: football players too. So, I mean, we we didn't do any deadlifts, just so you know. They don't really deadlift in <laughs> no, squat and, we, and, and they don't they don't deadlift. They don't teach it. They're both it, football players. Yeah, and they don't really teach it in any sport, to be honest with you. Like as unless it's like wrestling or it's like MMA yeah. or something like that. But like, yeah, deadlifts aren't really until now i think now that they're incorporating it more in the programming um which is smart because it's a base you know lift that you're going to build off as far as strength is concerned but yeah like they're more prone to teaching us um power cleans and clean and jerks than they were to having us do deadlifts which is strange
1: i would say uh if deadlifts if you're a great squatter and you find deadlifts to be challenging for you um uh, practice good mornings uh, because good mornings will get you really good at that hip hinge mm-hmm. uh, movement. And if you're a good squatter, you're comfortable with the bar being on your back.
0: Good mornings can be challenging, though. That's no, a- they
1: can be very challenging. Don't use a lot of weight. Yeah, like, I would say go light and just yeah, practice that yeah, hip exactly. hinge Yeah, a, that's exactly.
0: That's a advanced movement. And if you're not a good deadlifter, good mornings should be even more challenging because more most people that are uh, poor at deadlifting um, have a hard time really, uh, at least in my experience with clients and teaching people, have a hard time uh, rotating their hips out, you know, because they... Hinging, right? Yeah. Yeah, or, yeah exactly. Yeah. You know, they 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 still, uh, they want to pick the bar up. It's not a pick the bar up movement. People don't realize that. You're not, I mean, it looks like it when you look at it, like someone's picking the bar up off the ground, but you're really not. You're you're, you're pulling it off the ground. Yeah, you're hinging your hips back and you're getting your arm and your arms just drop straight into it. And then it's just a lever movement. You know, it's a, it's a lever movement, not a picking, picking up where... I, I think it takes a, a while for people to really to grasp that and be able to fire that. Now for me, I, I find uh, when I get into position, naturally my body kind of goes right in there. I pride myself a lot on that's so why if you look at my Instagram, It's flooded with uh, deadlifting and squatting because I tend to notice that too. Everybody loves to post what they're badass at, you know. Every all like guys we're talking about and and plenty of other dudes, they always post their squat or they always post their deadlift. Like, I like to post both my shit. Like, I'm trying to improve both and I want Mm -hmm. them both Mm -hmm. to be good, you know. But they all, you know, you always see people tend to do one or the other. You rarely ever go through someone's pay unless. They're up into powerlifting and they and they actually do everything and they're doing all the fundamental movements. But a lot of guys will only especially in the competing world, you see one or the other, you know?
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I guess to make a long story short, it's when you when those exercises, the, the form feels like second nature.
0: It's kind of like love. You'll just know. <laughs> yeah. You just <laughs> it'll know it'll just slip right in. Yeah.
1: <laughs> wow. Right,
2: Doug? Yeah. yeah. All right. Dan R eighty seven asks,
1: uh, can you use STEM for maps trigger sessions? No. So <laughs> next, next question. Yeah. So a trigger session, for those of you that are listening who are not um, enrolled in the MAPS program, a trigger session is a very light form of exercise that's used on the days off to keep the muscles um, in an anabolic state or to keep the, the muscle building signal loud and clear, uh, in particular, the loud muscle building signal you might have set off the day before when you did your heavy workout. So it's like you're getting a little bit of a pump, a little bit of a burn. And you do it several times a day. Mm-hmm. So that's the key with the trigger session. Now, stim... Talk so, it's a good question. Yeah. Now, stim, stim is if you've had physical therapy or have had an injury, you've probably had stim before. Mm-hmm. And that's where they put the electric pads on your muscles. It's the
2: intended use of them.
1: Yeah. And you can actually buy stim machines for pretty cheap now on Amazon. You can get one for like 100 bucks. And what it'll do is when it turns on, it makes your muscle flex and then relax, flex mm. and relax, flex and relax. Now, stim has been studied quite a bit Um, with exercise and STEM has been shown in some studies to augment exercise but in no way shape or form is it a replacement for any form of full range of motion exercise Mm. the reason why physical therapists use it for rehab is because if you're really injured and you can't move your muscle in any type of range of motion then it's Mm. better than nothing
0: that's it that's the only reason why they would
2: use it well you're
0: you're 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 bypassing the you're bypassing what you want to happen the whole concept of of that is the, the neurological connection from your brain down to your muscles. You're creating an artificial brain in a sense down there by putting the positive and the negative between you're not getting that. It's 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 creating that artificial it's, stimulation. It's giving
1: you some, but it's not it's not it's not even in the same ballpark. Well, well you're absolutely mean, right.
0: right. when someone when someone gets injured, you know,
2: let's I just see say what you're saying though, Adam, because you're not you're not connecting with your brain. Yes, no, it's it's, it's it's mindless. It's just, yeah, it's mindless, like muscle contraction. So right.
0: exactly when you when we when I get an injury to my I, I, I tore my ACL MCL right and, and it was crazy. My whole left side just completely atrophied. It was insane how much it atrophied, and you know what ends up happening during that injury because you're not using it, you're not having to fire it on a regular basis, your brain stops to, to send as many neurons to that side as it is doing to the right side because it's when you're moving... It reprioritizes. Exactly. Yeah, reprioritizes efficiency. to other side of the body and other parts of your limbs that needs it more. So one of the things they do to help slow down that atrophy is they're going to e them and do things like that to create that artificial connection, but nothing is going to to beat the, the real connection coming from my brain and telling it to do that. And the whole concept of the trigger sessions is to to stimulate that way, and is to uh, um, what's the word I want to um, Re- reinforce? Yeah, reinforce that and increase that. Not to you know, you don't want to artificially do that, right?
1: Now, that, I mean, that all being said, I I would you know, if you have a stim machine, I would uh, definitely say experiment. Don't don't trade don't replace trigger sessions or workouts with stim. But you know, if you got nothing better to do and you're sitting there and you're studying or reading or working. <laughs> and you have a weak body part, hook up your steam steam machine to it and do that too and see if you notice anything. I mean, it, it it won't hurt. Or just squeeze your muscle really hard. Uh, with your just doing that, just internally. Yeah, if you could, if you're, if you, if you can do that. But if you're sitting there working, you know what right. I mean. You want to do something mindless. Well, you can't tense up when
2: yeah. you're sitting there.
1: I, I guess can do that. I guess you could. I don't know. Yeah, I'm doing I would a, I'd feel like it'd have the same effect as
2: a stem machine.
1: It would. It's just you know I've used STEM before. I have actually have a machine. I haven't used it in a long time. Yeah. And what I do is I, I just for fun shits and giggles I put it on and watch TV.
0: Well, I put it, on, you know, I use, I used it more like a, like almost like a massage therapy more to me than uh, anything else. Yeah. Like, like if my. You put my, it on your bunch. <laughs> <No. laughs> right on the gooch. Yeah. if my like my shoulder, <clears throat> my shoulders have been bothering me with that. I'll hook it up on my, on the shoulder and, and get that stimulation. And it feels, it feels really, really good afterwards. Because so it is, it's such a mild uh, stimulation that you're getting there versus something that's intense, like working it out. Mm-hmm. So it reminds
2: but, uh, me of when uh, I was in chemistry and we had this thing called old Sparky. And uh, it was this, uh, some kind of electro um, electrode that you have these, you had these two different uh, rods that like, we, we made a circle, we all hold hands and then uh, we would hold onto the rod and this uh, electrical current would go through the whole group, you know, and this was like kind of a demonstration. Um, but uh, it got to the point where me and my best friend, we were challenging each other like, ah, oh, dude, who, who's going to let go first, Right. So it's just me and him, and we're holding on to this like rod, and we're we're getting the sh- like electrocuted the shit out of ourselves <laughs> for like as long as we could. I'm like, yeah, my whole body's just super tense. And then after that, like I had this like huge kink in my neck, you know, going into it. I was like, it was gone. <laughs> yeah, I was like, <laughs>
1: but uh, yeah.
2: I'm glad I didn't have a heart attack.
1: Justin, <laughs> your idea of fun is very different from my we idea. We did crazy shit yeah. back when I was Just like, I'm bored. Let's yeah. punch each other in the nuts. <laughs> <laughs> so like pretty, a good- pretty much. Let's go hold an electric uh, And you know what's funny? Uh, I guarantee you've done that. I, I have. Where you and your friends run around smashing my, each other My
2: friend shot, you know, his airsoft guns. We got him to shoot his own, like, testicle. Oh. Point like, Point blank. Oh, dumbest yeah. thing, single dumbest thing I've ever seen. You, it was you know, awesome.
1: you know, this is why men evolved to have two testicles because of <laughs> shit like that. <laughs> yeah, hey, I don't need this one. God's uh, like, I'm gonna give him two well, of these motherfuckers. We knew one of
2: them was gonna go. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. Here we go.
2: Next one. Yeah, this guy has both of his. Avi, father of five. Yeah. Do you <laughs> advocate? Yeah, you to, uh, need to fully
0: operational here. <laughs> yeah. He's asking, do you advocate gym implements such as belts, wraps, etc.
1: Only in with sex. Only if you are making mm. love, <laughs> tie he's, people up. He said he's only
0: a chalk guy, and he's just curious to uh, our thoughts on all that stuff.
1: So here is so uh, wrist straps. No, yeah. definitely not. Uh, wrist straps are the ones you tie around your wrist, and then you tie them around the bar. Because your hands are too baby weak to hold on to the weight, <laughs> right. Um, and you want to lift it, and you don't, you can't hold it. Because out, in, yeah, you know, you're, you can't you're hold lifting it your, a log. You know, yeah. like you better go get your wrist wraps. because yeah. you shit, can't, you I can't mean, hold it with your baby it's fingers. It's gonna break. Yeah. Uh, so here's hit So that no, this is why I say no on that. Have such weak wrists. Here's the deal. Your wrists, your your grip and your wrists evolved to be strong as fuck, ladies and gentlemen. Please listen to me right now. Your hands connect you to the world. Mm. Do you think for one second that the human body evolved to have weak-ass hands and and have a back that can pull way more weight than your hands can? Mm. No, not at all. We also evolved from freaking monkeys, or we were monkeys at one point. Your hands will get strong as hell, and uh, if you weaken them, you'll also change muscle recruitment patterns in the rest of your body. They show that when people lift heavy with wrist straps, it changes recruitment patterns in the shoulder area. Which is not a good thing because unless you're going to wear wrist straps all fucking day long and strap it onto everything you try and lift, um, you don't want a different uh, recruitment pattern. Not to mention, in real life, if you can't hold on to something, you're not going to lift it. Mm -hmm. So that, I'd say no. Uh, Knee wraps, I'd say no. Elbow wraps, I'd say no. Most everything, I'd say no. A belt, I would say use uh, judiciously. Use uh, appropriately. Um, I would use a belt if you're really, really strong and you're starting to lift super heavy weight and you're a little afraid uh, that if your form well, goes off, you're going to hurt you yourself.
0: Say, can't you say that same thing about the, the wraps?
1: For I your... mean, I'm kind of in no. the
2: camp of not using the belt and, and using your same logic with the wrist wraps with the belt. Yeah, Because I feel like uh, that is an ego. That is a step outside of your your limitations as far as load bearing on your... Spine, your your core, your core should be able to uh, adjust and brace, and and that should be your your whole support system is is your own mus- muscular muscular uh, system. So I can't
1: me, I can't disagree. I can't yeah, I can't argue with you. Yeah. I cannot argue with you. Well,
0: that. I used wrist wraps the other day fuck and
1: yeah. the show yep.
0: cut Crickets. I use I no. <laughs> use wrist wraps and I and I can deadlift barehanded without wrist wraps more than most mm-hmm. so but here's the thing I I used it uh I have a, I, I've got an issue well, I mean
1: on. you I mean did you get a manicure that
0: St- no no, no. Oh, I, okay. I had uh I've got an issue going on with my uh pronator terrace right now and, oh yeah well and that's mitten. different well that's why I want to I that's why I want to come from this side here and uh you know there's it, it, i don't agree he does that to us comes from the side yeah i do let me come from the side here because these guys always do I'll they want out they, that. i don't want you to feel like you're a bitch if you have all these because i have all these things in my bag literally i have wraps i have straps i have belts and i have side knee wraps although i use my <laughs> knee wraps different than most people use knee wraps uh they're all in my ba- uh, in my bag the same the same way i feel about all these tools is the same way that i feel about most supplements I have them all. I've got it all. I've got them all just in case. And I've and there's times where I've incorporated them because I feel there's a need for them. Now the reason why I use wraps the other day is I say I've got an issue with my pronator terrace. I'm getting ready to do back stuff. I want and I'm getting ready to do seated row. Now I can seated row completely fine when I'm healthy and fine barehanded and grip hold of 200 plus pounds and do that no problem because I can deadlift over 500 pounds barehanded. Now. Be it Right now, when I grab onto a bar to do bicep curls with 20 pound dumbbells, it fucking hurts right now. And I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing with my stretching and, and getting massage and trying to give it rest. But I'm stubborn. I want to work out. I like to work out. And so part of me is crutching that. And probably not doing what I should be doing, which is taking some time off and rehabbing it, doing what I should be doing. So instead, I've, I've thrown my wraps on so it's not going to stress my my forearm so much. And then I could get a good back workout in. And for me, I'm going to use it like that right now until I get some full recovery on my, my pro pronator terrace and get it back to feeling great. Um, it'll get incorporated here and there. Uh, when I use my belt, my belt... Uh, especially when I was learning how to to find we the question we just asked two questions ago was learning how to or, you know how long to take you guys to know your perfect form and dead squats. Well, for a long time when I was squatting, I was using my belt uh, whenever I went heavy just because I didn't feel like super comfortable. I hadn't felt perfect, and I wanted to be safe. If I'm going to put 400 pounds on my fucking back, uh, and I don't think I have the most beautiful squat. I want to make sure that I'm a little safe when I get there. That being said, I work all the way up till I get over 300 pounds before I would put the belt on there because I also don't want to, I don't want to put a bunch of weight on my back and not strengthen my core to that that along the way. So that was important to me. So there, I I don't use knee wraps. Uh, those to me, I think. Um,
1: Have you ever used them? No. So I used them for a little while um, mm. because I was thinking about competing in a powerlifting competition. Yeah. And you can definitely lift a lot more weight with mm-hmm. knee wraps if you use them properly. But then I noticed something interesting. I noticed I would get a type of knee pain uh, uh, later on um, that I didn't normally get. And mm. I realized and I started to analyze what what does a knee wrap do, right? It creates a lot of... Um, you know, elastic energy, elastic energy, but it's really about stability. It's a lot about it's all um, it's all about the force, right? It's like squeezing around the entire joint. Uh-huh. Well, when you look at the knee joint and the way it moves, you know, when you flex and extend the kneecap, the patella has to slide along a groove on the femur. Mm-hmm. And so I'm creating so all it prevents this. prevents that. I'm well, it, it's still going to slide. It has mm-hmm. to. But I'm creating all this pressure from the outside pushing down and in on my patella. Oh. And now it's sliding on the femur and that feels like a recipe for chondromalacia.
0: Well, and to which me, is
1: the, which is where you get the the you know the the cartilage underneath the kneecap starts to get worn down because of all that pressure pushing down on it from the outside and that's what I started to feel so I've never used knee wraps hmm. since.
0: And I feel like that's the only one out of all of them that I find that could be that detrimental. The rest of them I you know if you use wraps if you use a belt all the time 100% we if you listen to this radio uh, if you've listened to our show before Uh, We kind of talk a lot of shit about guys that walk around with, you know, their belts on uh, and doing cable exercises and they don't ever take it off. Well, I
2: think, too, like another another thing to bring up is like the whole Kinesio tape Uh, and the philosophy behind that, you know, from a performance standpoint is that they can do exactly kind of what you're talking about, Adam, where you can like damper the signal as far as like specific musculature. So if there's something that um you know I don't want to fire and I want to kind of work my way around, then I, they can tape in such a way where, you know, they can repattern it. So now I'm gonna recruit more
0: another great point. You
2: know, this this type of muscle and I can give this one a rest. Uh but I mean that's 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 pretty technical. Um and and then again, it's, this is all rehabbing. And so we're talking about rehabbing. And so that's a totally different subject. Well, I'll say this. For me. Well,
0: just like, but I think that's, I'm glad you brought that up because that's something that just, that should fall right in this category that can get abused, but then also can be utilized. You know, well, it can, it's a tool. Yeah. It can use, be, you tools have to be used properly. And it's, yep. it's why I use the analogy of it being like supplements for me. There's a place for all the learning how to supplement for your needs, what your body needs at a time, and understanding that it's not, you know, oversaturating and use all the time we can, is not good. Utilize, These tools all the time would not be good. They're there. There's, there's, there's ways to use them and not use them. I mean, I like, I love squat shoes. I love squat shoes. And I know ideally what it would be better is for me to completely stretch my calves out and foam roll and break up all that and open it up. So I have better range of motion, but it feels more comfortable being an elevated heel But in reality, I should spend that time. Well, it's tough when you're a guy who's trying to build his calves. So you're hitting calves four times a week, plus you're squatting three times a week. So my poor goddamn calves, you know, that's their little bit of relief they get is by Mm -hmm. putting myself in some elevated shoes every once. But I know what I should be doing. I
1: wanted to clarify, too, because you said, you know, I don't want to weaken my core by wearing a belt. And here's what you're going to end up hearing. Um the belt doesn't weaken the core. It
0: changes how it, you utilize it. It changes the which unless pattern. you wear a fucking belt around the grocery store exactly. everywhere to go, you're fucking weakening it. Exactly. Innocent, but know. I wanted
1: to say that because no, no, I know, I know there's going to be I'm, some some, you know, fitness I'm warriors you, that are listening no, and they're going to be like oh, no, some, no, no. Yeah, somebody I read a thinks read really smart study we'll you, check you me mean on that. trolls. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, and he, and you know what? By the way, uh, I will say this. I had I stopped using a belt for about 3 weeks and I used it again yesterday. And I'm going to start uh, using it less and less and less unless I'm looking to do like heavy, heavy maxes. Um, And I noticed at first when I stopped using it, I felt way less stable. After about a couple weeks, I started feeling pretty strong without the belt and I liked it. So, um, you know, what Justin was saying about the belt, I cannot argue with. But there's a lot of people that compete in powerlifting, and they let you use the belt and stuff like that. Well, I, so I, then I, use it if if you can compete with it, then you should use it because you learn how to use it well.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I, I can tell a difference right now when I uh, when I go to when I start hitting when I get up to 405 without a belt, which I've done. Um, I can I can totally tell when I when I get stuck coming out of the hole. I can feel that when normally I would have my belt where I would feel myself push out against push out against the belt and then spring up. It's not there anymore. And I give, so it is different. There is a, there is a yeah. learning to 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 grind out when you start getting that really. That's where I notice the most. I don't notice it three hundred pounds. If I'm working out, I'm doing if I'm doing triples or or, right, right, or right. five by fives or whatever. I don't I don't really notice it. In fact, I feel better without the belt. But the moment I go for like a PR or I start heading up over four hundred, uh, and I'm coming out of the hole you know i'm used to having it belt there and I, I don't i don't have that that same engagement with my core as I, as i normally would yeah so. what
1: i've been doing is i've just been bracing i'll brace the shit out of my core like right i'm back out of the cage i'm ready mm-hmm. to squat i brace my core hard and what i mean by brace is like i i imagine someone's going to punch me in my stomach mm-hmm. and i just oh, real tight and then i go down and come yeah. up and then I relax it for a second. And and you do it, do again. it right away at the top
2: before you even get moving. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I, yes. I'm trying.
0: That's the technique that I, you know, back again to the squat thing, perfecting it. I don't have that perfected. It's something I'm continually trying to get better at. Is my breathing technique when I and we're talking when we're going really heavy here mm-hmm. is bracing yourself before you come up. And because I and there's ones when I know I brace just right and it's it feels you, great. Oh, you feel I come up so easy. Mm-hmm. Versus if I if I am not if I'm not tight there I'm not tight. Everywhere and firing that central nervous system just right, which is yeah, you can tell. You can tell how how great it is for the CNS because of that. Because when I don't, it's like I just give out. Well, it's interesting
2: because I feel like you know your your brain too has these like shut off valves, right? When it like knows that like oh you you know this is an uncertainty, you know nope let's let's not give him this uh, this help and this aid. Like you know how like all of a sudden your body just gives out. Yeah, you know, like, I hate that. Know, oh my god, it's the worst. I hate yeah. that. Everything shuts off. So it's like I think that's another reason why like bracing at the top is so crucial for me because it it's like, look, we're supported. We got this, you know, and and, and I don't have that sort of um mental side of it too to go with that. So, mm-hmm. I agree. Nate P Strickler, tips for pushing boundaries while avoiding injury.
1: Nate, forum member. Good guy. Uh All right. Pushing your boundaries while avoiding your injury. It's all about checking your ego and listening to your body. And this is a constant, this is constantly uh, uh, something I have to work on for myself. Constantly. And so I can say for, and I know for everybody I've ever known that really enjoys exercise, it's something that everybody has to work on all the time. Um, So you really, you just got to listen to your body and just check your ego. And if you hit a PR one day, then the next workout, don't, challenge yourself to hit a PR again do it back it down even if you feel great mm-hmm. um, and if you hit a PR and you feel like oh shit I think I have five more pounds in me don't go for another PR you know it's stuff like that uh, my hip's a little sore well then I probably shouldn't go crazy with this I should probably listen to my body and work a little bit more on my form or you know what I'm feeling a little tired or I'm feeling a little sick or I'm under a lot of stress right now you know you've got to talk to yourself but you know what it is you got to become your trainer yeah. become your own trainer mm-hmm. because uh speaking for myself I am 10 times the trainer for my clients than I am for myself especially when it comes to this I I have I pride myself in pretty much never injuring a client and I pride myself in always mm. having my clients feel <clears> good and I I injure myself 10 times uh, 10 times a rate because I don't listen to myself uh, as if I were training myself and now the, I started there, to do that more often
0: There is a flip to this because uh, and I 100% agree with Sal, um, and I and I think that's a, a perfect answer for someone like this for for Nate because I know I've Nate's been uh, following us for a long time. I know he's a part of the program and the forum member, uh, super fit guy, very intelligent. Um, so that's great advice to him because he's probably more like us, mm-hmm. where we're we have a tendency to always push the boundaries. Mm-hmm. Because we know we understand the boundaries, we know the rules, and so someone like He knows that, the
2: mechanics, he's got a good gauge yes. of like his fitness experience. So, so yeah, he, people he's like,
0: press it. So people like us tend to flirt like that, and our best advice is a learn how to step it back a little bit. Now the mm-hmm. flip to that is the other person who, you know, is is timid to work out and has already in their mind told themselves this is challenging, challenge and they don't want to do it or it's hard and and they're being a pussy. You know, so there's the other side that they don't they don't ever challenge their limits. I don't know how many people I've yeah. I've got that are like, you know, that are afraid to to squat any weight on their back because it's just it sounds so dangerous and they've heard all these horror stories. And it's like, you know, I, I get the I'm like, no, you have no idea. You are way stronger than you think you are. You think you can only put. 30 pounds on your back and squat like you're, you know, and you're 40 years old, like, no, dude, trust me, we could get a lot more weight on your back and get there, you know, but those people have a lot going on mentally on the opposite side, they have this fear this fear of either getting hurt or they've heard these stories or, or of just pushing the body that way, because they've just
2: never applied themselves in that that direction. And
0: this is very common. Okay. From a trainer perspective, this is very common when you pick up a client who is Mm non-athletic. If you get a client who's mid middle thirties, forties, and you ask them, you know, and they've never played a sport before, you know, they, they they were into other stuff. Yeah.
1: They have no concept of what, good pain feels like exactly
0: they don't know what it's like to push through boundaries or to stretch their limits or whatever like that they always go to their limit and they stop and they never learn to progress through that which I believe that's a very important part of gains and, and continuing to progress is learning to challenge yourself and, and to press through those those boundaries. So whoever I'm talking to, I'm going to change my answer to this because I know, I know Nate, so I would hop right on board with Sal and, and literally say it just like that to a client of mine. Now, if you were a client of mine, and I'm getting a feel of your type of personality and you are probably timid and you just then I'm going to I'm going to challenge you a little bit. I'm going to challenge you to kind of flirt with boundaries and go that way because you've never pushed that way. And I know I got to get you to mentally break through that. So,
1: you know, not to generalize, but I find um, when it comes to like lifting more weight than you should, I find my male clients are that that's their problem that tends to be the male problem like i'm gonna go lift more weight and i want to lift more weight and that's the male ego we, I, that's a peacock. fair assessment is that fair that's a very fair yeah. assessment now with women we're, we're peacocks we are yeah. we are and, and now with women uh i don't see that I as often not that. nearly as often but there are those type a women that push it and typically it's not the weight that they push i i very rarely do i have a have i have had a female client even the hardcore ones who lift too much weight it's typically that they work out too much
0: yeah That
1: they're just fucking, they're just grinding themselves in the dirt and they're doing all this cardio and they want to do less workouts and everything has to be super intense. Um, And that's what I find the issue with women. Hmm. Um, Adam, you brought up, uh, you know, former people who are not athletes. On the flip side, if you get a client that's like 45 and they haven't worked out since college, but when they were in college, they were, they were division one swimmer here's somebody you're gonna have to put a leash on yeah mm-hmm. because they they don't they their concept of what their body can do is based upon when they were in college
0: and they were swimming you know four or five hours a day and let's talk about the the, the college trainers in science 40 20 30 years ago yeah. too I yeah. mean
1: and they ate yeah. shitty because they were burning so many calories <laughs> yeah and then they come in and they're like that workout was too easy and I'm like you haven't mm-hmm. worked out for 20 years it was perfect like, like my friend
2: okay. who I played college ball with and then he just <laughs> you know kind of let himself go and then is like I'm getting back into working out and he just decides to bench press right cuz that used to be the staple thing for him and then he'd bench press and then of course he tries to max and PR his first time back <laughs> you know <laughs> totally destroys his shoulder and now he's rehabbing you know son of a like, bitch but it's yeah it's so it's so unfortunate cuz it's People, I mean, it's there's a whole process behind this and and it's not like something that you just want to start sprinting into, you know, and, uh, you know, you have to keep that in check.
1: You got to, you got to remember, man, like, uh, exercise and diet are supposed to do one thing above all else. They're supposed to make you feel good. That's above everything. Okay. Mm. Uh, if you feel good and what I mean by good is like, oh my God, I've got good energy. I'm sleeping good. My health feels good, my joints feel good. If that's not happening, then you need to check yourself. Either you're working out wrong or you're not doing it hard enough or you're working out too hard or your diet's off. because uh, it, the problems I've noticed is when we stop paying attention to that. And especially for the people that over push themselves, they completely ignore those fucking signs. Like I've, I've, I'll see people I'll look at them and it's like they're working out. I see people at goals all the time who I see there all the time, and they're lean and you're looking at them and it's like about dark circles under their eyes. They look like shit, skin is bad, they're lean, sure, and they're just you just see them driving themselves to and they're unhappy and they're eating out of a tuna can. Yeah, and they're just driving themselves to freaking metabolic, you know, destruction. And uh, they're not listening to their body. So you should feel good even if you're training for performance, you you should feel performance is a different kind of good, but you should still feel good. Like you should still feel aggressive and strong and I feel like I can go fucking do anything right now. You shouldn't feel like uh like you're dead. You know, Mm -hmm. or like you're getting Mm -hmm. sick or you're stressed or I can't sleep or, you know. Well, we've talked
0: about this before that, you know, uh, so many people correlate uh, soreness with an effective workout, you know, and it's not. It's not Not at at all. And I think that's another great, uh, you know, tip for learning balance and pushing and avoiding injury, injury is that. Um, I'm always searching for that. I do want to feel that I had a workout, but I want to walk out of the workout feeling energetic. And the rest of the day, I want to feel good. And the next day, I want to be able to feel kind of everywhere I worked out, but I want to feel it. I don't want to be cripple. crippled, cripple. I don't yeah. want to feel so sore that it, it hinders me doing something else because I got to go. U- I'll, I mean, the body works comp- together. So when I, I got to work out today, I got to still use those muscles that I won't call on as much demand because I'm probably doing something different but I still want to be able to work out and not because I'm so I because I'm so sore I don't want to feel hindered to do any of those no, other man, movements no man if you, so. if you're
1: trying to get a tan you want to get a little darker each day you don't want to go out and sunburn yourself every single day mm-hmm. i mean how far are you going to go if you go outside and get freaking blistered Every time it's the same fucking thing with exercise. Yeah. You're not trying to go damage yourself. You're trying to set the gears in motion for your body. You to end down. up with a bacon dick. Like with me. T-
0: <laughs> no, that's a, it's a very good point to bring up. And I think it's easy. It's uh, probably one of the most abused when you think about it with, with training. Right. I mean, think of all the clients, think of all of our peers. Oh,
1: trainers, trainers are fucking guilty as hell of doing this to their clients. I see this shit all the time. They'll get a new client and it's like, I'm going to make them hella sore. So that they think that they, you know, I'm a good trainer. You're a bad trainer. Yeah. Stop doing that. Stop
2: doing that. Yeah.
1: Stop but. doing that shit. Stop making your freaking seven, you know, your your 56-year-old, you know, female client do a circuit including plyos and shit. I saw that mm. the other day. That,
0: bro, that's an epidemic. That's not just mm. like a kind of like you're, we're talking to like a majority of trainers because that was something that I always had to fucking get on to even our own trip. It's something that we all had a habit of doing is you know, you uh, you wanted to show up other trainers on who could put the most craziest workout t- together, you know, mm-hmm. who could get their client the source. And it, it, it almost was like this badge of honor that I, you know, oh, man, my client was so. And it creates this culture where all these trainers start doing that and it becomes like. And then it becomes CrossFit. It's, it's, it's crazy. Abso- right? Yeah. And,
1: you're, and, and, you, and then as a trainer, if you're trying to build a business, I will tell you this right now. You hammer your clients. A lot of them will love you in the beginning, but you're not going to have clients for a very long time. They'll either get injured or burnt out. And what I mean by burnt out is nobody wants to be sore all the fucking time. And it'll impede on their work, on their family life. They'll feel tired. They'll get sick. And you'll have a client for three months, and then they're gone. And you won't have that client anymore. Or you can train them properly and then you get clients for years, lifetime, lifetime yeah. who want to work with you and hire you, and you make their life better. You don't make their life harder.
0: Yeah. Well, you become a, a an. A, and I think we all have this relationships with our clients now, where they literally call you for every little tip. I, oh, mm-hmm. I You know, I get text messages. Hey, I feel this going on with my body. You know what? You know, I noticed this. That's what that. you want to yeah. be. You become. They, the, that's yeah, a great trainer. Or hey, I was. You know, I was thinking about eating this. This would this be a better? I mean, they want everything every time they come, and you've built this value with you that. You know, they feel so confident that anything related to nutrition or their body or working out or even overall health, general health, they want to consult you first before they make the decision. And that's the best because that's how they truly learn is that Mm -hmm. and that's how I tell clients is like, I want you to go through this and try this but then i want you to feel open to ask me and then I, i'll explain to you i won't just tell you no don't do that well then we stay away from that yeah and yeah. then
2: it, we get a better look like we're the preventative health and fitness professional at that point you know it, uh, like we're preventing it, like injury ailments you know like health conditions down the road uh you know and that's that's avoiding all these like uh visits to the doctor you know all these like uh, impending things that like are going to come down the road. Once you just focus on hammering your body and trying to get to a certain aesthetic, um, you know, it's it, it, it's just hard. It's just that long-term thinking versus short-term. I okay. mean, it's every day like, like that's what it amounts to. And, um, it, it's, it's just unfortunate is because like, it, our society and everything in general is just about like okay what's the quickest way I can get there what's the quickest way I can get rich Which in, what's the it,
1: quickest way I can do this right. and incidentally yeah. that's not the quickest way to get fit no. you know to beat yourself up if you become that trainer that the client calls when they have a pain or ache and they call you because they want they want you to take a look at it and help them you have become a master trainer. If you're the trainer that your client cancels on because they call you up and like, you know, I kind of twisted my knee playing uh, tennis the other day so I can't make our workout, then you have yet to become a master trainer. Uh, With that being said, please leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and check us out on Instagram. We post some pretty awesome and funny information. Mm -hmm. You can find Mind Pump at Mind Pump Radio. You can find me at Mind Pump Sal. You can find Adam at Mind Pump Adam and you can find Justin at Mind Pump Justin.